So, um, how is everybody? Um, let me see those that are online. Um, so, I think I'll start with people in the auditorium, actually. How is everyone? How's your week? Um, Olumide, how are you? I'm very good. And how's your week been? People can't hear you, though. You need a microphone. Okay. I have had a very good week. Very awesome one at that. Fantastic. Going easy. Oh, it's, it's good to see you again. How are you? Okay. How are you? Are, are you back in college? Yes. Okay. All right. And you're almost rounding up, right? Two weeks' time, so yes. Okay. That, that's good. That's good to know. Sorry, I don't know your name. Sorry. Apologies. This is the right opportunity to meet you. Oh, I'm Kayla. Kayla. Yeah. Okay, I've met you before. It's the nose mask. Sorry. It's terrible. It's a terrible thing. Kai, Kayla, how are you? I'm good. All right. Um, how's your week been as well? Yeah, it's been good. It's been great. Okay, fantastic. What do you do? Sorry, are you, are you in uni? Yeah, I'm at uni. Uh, okay. And how is that coming along? Yeah, it's cool. Writing any exams? Uh, essays? Yeah, assignments. Uh, okay. All right. Wish you all the best with that. And last but definitely not least, Rosa, how are you? Hi, I'm okay, thank you. Okay, and how is uni as well? Are you done now? Uh, end of this month, I'll be done. Woo! We, we, we've got a celebration <laughs> in the house. So it's going to be two graduates in the house, isn't yeah. it? Okay, fantastic. That, that's something that we should all look forward to. Um, for those online, um, I think we have um, A. I don't know who is A, probably Anne. Hello, Anne, how are yeah, you? That's me. Uh, how are you, Anne? I'm fine. How's everyone? Yeah, everyone here is fine, at least. Hopefully, everyone else online is fine as well. <laughs> Good to have I you. I love the backdrop, the enlargement 2021. Yeah. What did you say about it? I said I love it. It, it really works. Oh, yes, it does. <laughs> that, that's the theme for the year. We, 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 are, we are going higher this year, every one of us. Amen. Um, Bami. Hello, how are you? Hi, uh, hi everyone. Uh, how are you? How's your week been? I'm okay. Um, week's been good as well. Blessed. Good. Give glory to God. Hallelujah. Um, Dami, are, are you able to talk? Yes, yes, I'm doing good. How's everyone doing? Everyone is fine here. Hopefully you're fine as well. At least I think I can speak. Yeah, I'm not too bad. Except, of course. <laughs> yeah, I, I know you're fine, so we give God glory. Um, we have a senior member with us, um, Sister Ebon. Are you there? Hello. Hi, everyone. Hello, hello Sister Ebon. Hello, Enoch. We can hear your voice. <laughs> How are you, Sister Ebon? How's your week been? I miss my friend. Okay, 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 okay. Okay, we can see Thank that. you very much. You, you already told us how your week is. It's with Enoch. <laughs> that's, oh, yes. That's oh, a normal job, isn't it? <laughs> Thank God, nonetheless. Hello, Foyi. Foyi, how are you? Hello, I'm fine. Thank you. Oh, wow, that's good. How, how's your week been as well? Has been busy, but we still move. Oh, really? Busy with school? Yeah, and exams, things to hand out. Mm. 
And yeah. Okay, we wish we wish you the best with your exams. We give, wish you Thank good success. You. Um, in Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Sister Fumi, how are you? Would like to hear. Hi everyone. Good evening. I'm good. Good evening. How are you? And how's your week been? I've been good. Thank I'm God. Trying everything to make sure I look. <laughs> to make sure everyone can see me. Thank God, Sister Fumi. Thank Thank God that you're doing well. Yeah, thank you for asking. Pastor, did you say? <laughs> no, I'm not a pastor. Um, okay, Bro Luafemi is here with us. And Ceci, how are you, Ceci? Is Ceci there uh, with us? Okay. Yeah. Hi, everyone. Good evening. I'm good. Thank you. How's everyone doing? Everyone here is fine, and everyone has said online that they are fine as well. So we give God the glory. Okay. So we give God the glory. All right. So um, in the first quarter of the year, we started a series on love, uh, and we touched on different kinds of love that we have. We 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 mentioned the types of love. Uh, we talked about how they apply to us as Christian youths, and and it was fantastic. We we rounded that up with a message from our father and our grandfather, our spiritual father, um, Reverend Daniel, who, who taught us more in, in depth now about what God's love is and how we should, you know, exemplify that in every day of our lives, which is fantastic. And so what, what we are trying to do going forward is that we are starting a new series. And the new series is titled The Kingdom Youth. Do I hear someone say, Shouts the kingdom youth. The kingdom youth. The kingdom youth. I can't hear your voice. The kingdom youth. Okay, so um, anybody that sees me here today will think I'm here to teach or give a message per se, but I'm here to ask the questions really. And you guys are going to give me the answers, hopefully. And, and so the first question is and I, I need someone to pass around the mic in the audience, just hold the mic and then people can use it. Um, but please do not give each person a mic. Just hold the mic and then people can talk with it. And then, of course, people online can also answer. So when you hear the, the phrase, the kingdom youth, what, what does it mean to you? I, I'd like us to start from there. What, what does it mean to you? When you say the kingdom youth, so what does it mean to you? What's the first thing that comes to your mind? What is my... Yes, sorry, you are in my face. <laughs> All right. So what's the first thing that comes to your mind when you hear the phrase, the kingdom youth? Well, I think if we're talking about the kingdom of God, mm. I'm going to think um, teenagers to like, um, I'd say 30. Hmm. 30, so youths for, you know, God, that, that live for God. Okay. And, you know, showcase his blessings in their lives and, you know, Try to bring other youths to his kingdom. So. Okay, fantastic. You, you you mentioned quite a few key things there. So the first thing is that the entire phrase is about the kingdom of God. So when they say the kingdom youth, the kingdom there speaks to the kingdom of God. It's not the kingdom. It's not the United Kingdom, is it? It's not the Arabian Kingdom. It's the kingdom of God that we're referring to. Fantastic. And you also did mention that it is about people who are ready to live for God. So the kingdom youth, you gave you get a rough estimate of people who are classified as youth. I mean, that's debatable. <laughs> Anybody can say I'm 50 years old and I'm still a youth. 
That's fantastic. If you go back to Nigeria, you find people who are contesting elections at 50, and they'll tell you we are representing the youths. So that's, that's debatable, and, that, and that's okay. But um, you did mention, so I'm, I'm going to leave that, but you mentioned that there are people who are willing to live for God, and, and that's a fantastic definition to talk about anybody. So when you say the kingdom youth or the kingdom teenager or the kingdom adults, whichever way you want to phrase it, it's about people who are willing to live for God. And that, 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 was, that was a fantastic suggestion. And then you went ahead to mention that there are also people who are willing to bring others into the kingdom. So it is one thing to live by the precepts of God, to live for God, but living for God isn't just for yourself. That's what you've said. Living for God is also about bringing others into the fold. So invariably, if you are to be accountable, because the Bible tells us that everybody will be accountable for their actions and inactions here on earth. So what you are saying in essence is that as a kingdom youth, if you live just for yourself, believing in God, praying, singing, worshiping God, without exactly influencing others into the kingdom, you haven't lived in fulfillment, or at least trying. Of course, the Holy Spirit is the one that converts people's hearts anyway. But at least trying to bring people into the fold, then you haven't lived in the fulfillment of what God has asked you to live in. Fantastic. Thank you very much. Um, I'll need someone online to also tell me what they think. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Yeah, so... So I've got my description of uh, a kingdom youth from Matthew 16, verse 25. It says that for whatsoever will save his life shall lose it, and whosoever shall lose his life for my sake shall found it. So this is a perfect description of a uh, kingdom youth. And a kingdom youth is somebody that has lost his life for Christ, that is ready to forsake all the burdens of this world and choose Christ alone. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank, thank you very much. Again, that ties in into what Orisonari also says. So it, it then means that um, a kingdom youth is someone who isn't him or herself anymore. You are someone who is given, not 99%, not 98%, not 99.9%, but 100% into God's agenda. You lose your life that you may gain it in Christ. But if you try to keep it, just even a percent, okay, I, I can be a Christian, but you know, once in a while I like to you know, delve a little into the world and enjoy what it is that everybody does. Well, that's imperfection. And our God is a God of perfection. All right? Excuse me. <clears throat> All right, so, like I was saying, you can't hear me. Yeah, I don't, I don't mind a bottle of water if I can get one. And if not, it's, it's okay. Staroda? Sorry, Anne was just saying that um, Kingdom Youth, for her, when it, what comes to mind is a feeling. So she means, she's assuming that it means an ordained identity. So it's a feeling. I feel hyped, pumped, like I'm assuming an ordained identity. Okay. Again, this is still it. So it's about your identity. And what Anne is saying is that you are assuming an ordained one. It's not one that you chose for yourself. It's an identity that you found because it has been given to you. So our identity as a Christian youth 
is not in our names. All right? So when I say a Christian youth or a kingdom youth, it doesn't necessarily have to be only Swahili as the person that you are. It is the person that you are in Christ Jesus. That's what makes you a kingdom youth. And, and, and that's fantastic. Um, the next question that I would like to pose out, just so those who haven't spoken can also talk, is that what, what attributes do you think makes you a Christian youth? What do you think gives you that identity to say you're a Christian youth or a kingdom youth? Well, what, what are the attributes? Now I just need phrases, words. You don't have to define per se. Kayla, do you have one for us? Sorry, can I hear you? Doing God's work wholeheartedly. Doing God's work wholeheartedly. Okay. Again, these are two things. Doing God's work. That's fantastic. You are ready to do what God has asked you to do. But the other part of it is that you've said it should be wholeheartedly. See, you, you have to accept God's work, not as a burden, but as something that you even enjoy to do, something that you have no other option than to do. Right? You, you, you know the way you when, you, when you are hungry, when you fast, for instance, in the last um, couple of days, we were fasting for three days, a corporate fasting. You know, you know the kind of feeling you have when you are breaking your fast? It's like, oh, yes, I haven't eaten all day. I have prayed all day. Now I need to feed myself. And it's a feeling of excitement. Trust me. You're excited that you want to fill your system with good food. All right. and, and that's the same approach that we should have to God's word and God's um, um, commission and task that he has given unto us. You want to do God's work, that work of ministry. You want to do it wholeheartedly, enthusiastically. You want to be happy about doing it. It's, it's not just doing it for the sake of checking boxes. All right? so, so thank you very much for that. Bro, let me, do, you have, do you have anything to add? Um, I would say being committed, mm. absolute commitment, and total surrender to the cause, to mm. God's kingdom, to seeing that God's kingdom is established on earth mm-hmm. as okay. a youth. Okay, okay. That, that, that again is very similar to what um, our sister have said, which is about the level of commitment. Sorry, you can't hear me? Oh, okay. Sorry. Please go ahead. Who's we'll raised their hands? Yeah. Um, I had a few words obviously kind of links in with what everyone else has said Um, I think selflessness service and ministry kind of tie into it as well Hmm. yes yes so uh, sorry I'm going to take you on on that very quickly you you mentioned service and then you mentioned ministry is there particularly a difference or do you want to define um I don't necessarily think there's a difference, but you can you can render service even if it's not your ministry as well. So I could be called, I'll use myself as an example. Um, I'm a choir member, so I believe that that's part of my ministry. However, um, I can, I can utter service, um, I can, I don't know, render services such as cleaning the church as well, even though it is a part of ministry, but it's not particularly my ministry, but I can still be part of it. Um, I can be a listening ear. I could pray for people that, though it may not be my like, direct ministry, it's still um, a source of um, service. Yeah. Thank you very much. That, 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 
that makes a lot of sense to me. Thank you, thank you very much. I think Anne is also raising her hand before I move on to the next thing. Anne, do you have something to say? Yes, I just wanted to also offer three words. Um, me, myself, I'm learning and um, trying to understand them. It's something my dad said. He said, seed, service, sacrifice. Um, so those three Sorry, come words, again. I don't think Seed, I... service, and sacrifice. Mm, okay. So those are the three words that come in mind when I think of the kingdom youth. Uh -huh. you, need, you need to explain those words. Uh... That's the thing. As I said, I'm me, myself, I'm trying to learn what they are. So I'm hoping that me throwing it to the platform, maybe people will delve into it. But my, my understanding of service has already, I would say, been explained by Bami. Mm. And sacrifice is giving when is giving even when you do not have. Mm. Um, and the idea of seed, I think that's a deliberate act. You know that what you are sowing into the kingdom will bear good fruit, um, will change lives, will, will bear the fruit of saving a life, mm -hmm. watching a life that day. Um, so that is my, let's say, my little understanding. But I, I myself am learning and I myself am growing. So those three words, please, everyone around me, teach me. <laughs> yeah, so, so these are some of the themes that we'll be touching on, you know, in weeks to come. So it's not like we have all the answers today. Nobody, nobody does have all the answers anyway. But we are not even going to provide all the answers today. We are just going to be touching on themes in each week. And, and it's fantastic that we can compile some of what we have been said today and we can develop them and start to talk about them, you know, in weeks to come. And that would be fantastic. We will all gain from this. But what we have planned or, you know, prepared today is about the idea that every person, now in our case, we are talking about youths, that every individual, every individual youth in the kingdom of God is gifted and talented. Do we all agree? That you are all gifted and talented. How do you know that? How do you know that everybody, you can speak for yourself, it's okay to say, yeah, I know I'm gifted, I know I'm talented, but how are you convinced that everybody is talented in the kingdom or is gifted? Anybody? Well, you have something to say? How, how can you be so sure that everybody in the kingdom is gifted or talented okay um, I'll just quickly say this for everyone that is born the Bible may declare that before we were formed he knew us and he ordained us a prophet to the nations mm -hmm. now um, there are diverseness to our prophecies I would like to term the prophets as gifts he has ordained us prophets prophets are meant to bring words straight from god to the people so it means we are contributing something in particular we are aimed directly at a particular problem god gives us a word for it and we address it so each and every individual god has put in us a gift if we if we now even want to take it if we want to bring it to the new testament after Jesus left and gave us the gift of the Holy Spirit, that spirit possesses a lot of capabilities that has been broken down into as many saints as possible. 
Some saints possess all the gifts of the Spirit. Some, one, two, or three. So every Christian, every kingdom youth possesses the Spirit of God. And the mere fact that you possess the Spirit of God qualifies you to carry one gift or the other. Then it is up to you to now discover that gift and you know, put it into action. Fantastic. I think we can even go home. So that, 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 that explanation or that answer is, is quite loaded. And if you can read from 1 Corinthians chapter 12, is it possible to, is it possible that we have that on? Or do I just read from my phone? 1 Corinthians chapter 12, commencing from verse 7, up and until verse 11. Do you want me to read? All right. Okay, so once again, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7 to 11. It says, but the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one, please hold on to that, for the profit of all. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another the word of knowledge through the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healings by the same Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. But one and the same Spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as he wills. Are, are we still on? Okay. All right. So I think that passage of the Bible explains what Brother Olumide have said. And, and the simple answer I was looking for when I was asking how you are convinced that every kingdom youth is talented or gifted is that the Bible tells us so. All right? It, it, it's as simple as that. The Word of God tells us that we are all gifted. Each and every one. You will notice that we have read twice. It mentioned that it is given unto each person individually. So the gift that I have is, might not be the same as yours. All right? And even if it is the same, I am giving mine specially. All right? And that's one thing that we must hold on to. I preached this message a couple of weeks ago with, with the teenagers as well. And it's the idea that you have to know that the gifts you are given are not yours. Again, that brings us back to our definition of the kingdom youth. We say we have to lose our lives, lose our identity, so that we can carry on the identity that Christ has given unto us. And if you are carrying that identity, then it means that everything that comes with it is not yours. Every talent, every gift that you then have is not yours. But one thing is certain, you are gifted. And, and if that's the only thing that we can take home tonight, I think that would be fantastic enough. Sorry? So, like I was saying, if that's the only message we can take home tonight, it is that conviction that we are all talented. And even though that passage of the Bible talks about the gifts of the Spirit, it also applies to every other gift that you can mention. And, and we are going to get to that either today or in subsequent weeks where we start to see that every gift that we have is for a purpose. All right? So whatever it may be, it might not be any of these gifts that are listed, prophecy or healing. It might be the idea that you can sing. It can be as simple as the fact that you can, you know, beatbox. <laughs> that's, that's, that's okay. 
but it's for a purpose. It can be that you are an administrator. I think, in fact, the Bible even mentions that. I think in 1 Corinthians 12, I think about verse 28 or so, that even if it's about the idea that you know how to arrange files, all right, you know where to keep what per time, and you are convinced that, mm-mm, I might not be good at singing, but forget it, when it comes to administrative duties, I am perfect at it. That's God's gift given to you. And it is not given to you that you may be boastful. It is not given to you that you may use it in the secular world. Or even if you use it in the secular world, it is not for the profit of the secular world. But it is for the kingdom of God. And that brings us back again to one of the definitions that we have. That our lives is targeted at bringing people into the fold. That's what Oriswayo told us. That listen, if you have your life, or if you have God's life in you, and you live by God's precepts, but you are not working daily, you are not committed to that ministry, to that commission of reconciling people back to God, then you are not living in the fulfillment of what God wants us to have, or what God wants us to be for him. All right? The other question, or the other thing I thought I would throw open, is that is it possible for us to be equally gifted, or do you think we are equally gifted? So it told us that the Spirit gives to each and every individual. But are we equally gifted? That's the question. I, um, I would like someone online to answer. Ceci, do you have an answer for me? Do, do you think everyone is equally gifted? Um, I could say yes and no to that because okay. um, everyone has a different talent. Everyone has a different, um, they have a different gift. But I feel like um, if one person is able to heal, the other person is able to pray, they still work hand in hand. They are for a reason. Hmm. And it's not like anybody's less or anyone is more talented than the other because hmm. what you are able to do, the other person could do, could not. What you're unable to do, someone else can do. So I could say yes and I could, yeah, I think I'll go for the yes. Sorry, I, I didn't get the last part. So are you saying that yes, everyone can be equally gifted or no? Yeah, yeah, they can be equally gifted. Okay. Right. So people can be equally gifted. And, and your quantification of that is to say that if one person has a talent and the other person has the other talent, so they are equals. And that, that, that's okay. That's a fantastic argument. But is it then possible that one individual can heal, can prophesy, can preach the word, can sing, and then there is this other person that all he or she knows how to do is just to sing. Does that make them equals? Does that mean they are equally gifted? Nah, no. Hmm. Okay. So that's where your yes and no comes in. So it is also possible that people are not equally gifted. I think I can see some sort of facial expression with Bro Lumide. You have something to say? Yes. Um... It's a dicey one, mm. but then I'll also say yes and no, and I'll try to give some explanation the way I see it. If we remember the story of the talent, um, the Bible said he gave one servant one talent, he gave the other two, and he gave the other five. 
Yes, he gave the other five. And he gave them according to their capacity. You see, God created us uniquely. He knows the extent to which we can function. And because he knows the extent to which we can function, he gives us what we can handle. You remember that scripture that said, he will not give us more than we can bear. It is not just the bad things that happen that he won't make bad things happen to us more than we can bear. Even the good things, he gives us in the measure of our capacity. So before God, everyone is equal. I want us to have that understanding. Before God, we are all equal. Then he gives you in the measure of the capacity that he has built you. So that will be like my yes. Then on the other hand, if the, the servant that was given five talents isn't consistently trading or making use of his talent. Maybe after his first exchange with his talent, he was able to make five more. And then he feels, oh, I have five more. I'm going to stay here. And the guy with one talent keeps on working until he has 10. They are equal. So it is how continuously we use the talent that God gives to us that makes it to multiply. And really, there is no... There is no comparing these talents because God has given us these talents to do different things. I think you mentioned something like, I'm not, I'm not sure I remember how exactly you put it. God gives us the same kind of talent, but what God wants you to do or where God wants you to use that talent is different from where he wants me to use the talent. Before God, as long as we are satisfying the purpose for which he has given us that talent, we are equal. So I'm not God. I'm not I don't want to ask God here, but that's just how I see it. Thank you. Yeah, fantastic. I, I, I like that response. And, and that brings us again to something that I feel we have touched on in Shakers before, but we need to revisit. And it's about building capacity. All right? So like Bro Lumide also mentioned, we can be talented differently, in different measures. But that is not an excuse for failure. It is not an excuse. You know, like the guy that was given one talent who buried it. In fact, that guy, if we are to look at modern, you know, ideas, he didn't exactly fail. He was just stagnant. Because he didn't lose it. He kept it. Okay. So he kept it. So he didn't lose it. It wasn't exactly a failure. It was just stagnant. And what God does not want is for us to be stagnant. So it then means that stagnancy is more or less a taboo before God. If God has given you a particular talent or a particular measure of talent, and you decide to remain there, sorry, I still can't see anything on my phone. Mm -hmm. Is there a message? Tell people who on IG to send requests to join. Oh, okay, um, just, just a quick announcement. Um, wherever it's on IG, please send a request to join you know, um, our live um, broadcast as well. Um, if you're on IG, please do well to send a request to join. And as you do so, as much as God you know, speaks to you, please follow our page, like our page, comment, and join us um, every other Thursday for, for, our, for our meetings. And God will continue to bless you as you do so. Amen. Okay, so like I was saying, it is not enough. So if you look at the story, the parable, I was going to read it, but since Bro Lumide already you know, summarized it, I think that's, that's fantastic. A particular guy 
a servant was given one talent. Okay? He didn't lose it, but he kept it because he felt that he had been given just one. What can I do with one? What he didn't notice or what he did not take note of is that he had been given one talent according to his capacity, according to what he could bear. Okay? I mean, I can't get a bottle of one liter water and try to put two liters in it. It would never fit. All right? So if your capacity can only take one liter of water, that's as much as can be filled in it. That's as much as you can have. All right? But by the time you begin to expand, by the time you begin to improve on your capacity, and that's on us, and that's something that we must know, that it is on us to improve our capacity. Of course, we can get the help of the Holy Spirit to do so, but it is our own commission. When, when God created man, he gave us some sort of latitude, some sort of liberty to procreate, to do other creations. In fact, to name animals. So God didn't do that. God stopped creation on the sixth day. And he left everything else to man to improve on. All right? So when you have a talent, when you have one talent, increase your capacity. Use that talent maximally and increase your capacity so that you can then begin to develop other talents. All right? So that you have the capacity to take on other talents. I think Sister Bami has something to add. Sister Bami. Sorry, just quickly um, to summarize your answer. Your question was, do you think we have um, we're all equally talented? I think the plain and simple answer is no. Um, I think we have different talents, like Olumide said, um, we're gifted based on our capacity. However, they are valued the same. So I think your value doesn't change. However, what you can handle does. Because some people, it's just that, you know, they're able to handle about five duties and one is able to handle one. Just because you have five doesn't mean you're doing it well. Just because, and the person that has one can be doing it excellently. So I think they're all valued the same, but your talents are different. I think that's just it. Fantastic. Thank you very much. That, that, that summarizes it fantastically well. Thank you very much. Okay. The other question that I thought we would ask, definitely we can't go into so much depth on that because that's a whole new topic in itself that we need to discuss. Is that why do you think you are gifted? And what do you do with your gifts? Well, why? why? Why are we gifted? Anybody? Or this one here, do you want to go? No? Okay, Rhoda. Well, why do you think we are gifted as kingdom youths? Um, I mean, first of all, we are, we are peculiar people, and for us to be, for instance, someone is special, it means there's something about them. But the gift that um, we have been given is not just for ourselves; it's for us to um, to draw other people to God. So we are given this gift so that we can use it to edify other people, hmm. and um, yeah. Okay, thank you very much. I mean, I mean, it takes us all back to our definition of the kingdom, which is why I was very happy with the definitions that we gave. So what Rhoda said is that uh, we are gifted not for ourselves, but for others. 
All right? Is that, is, does that summarize what you're saying? Okay, so it is for others, not just for yourself. Yeah? Bro, I think you have something to add before I then. Yeah, um, okay. I would just like to um, call attention to Matthew chapter 5, mm. from verse 13 to 16. It says, You are the salt of the earth, but if a salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. 14 says, You are the light of the world. A town that is built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. This is the part where I'm going to. It says, In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your father in heaven so why we think we have gifts and why we think we should use them is explained in this scripture mm. god has given everyone talents and giftings and we cannot afford to hide them you see the so-called celebrities that we have in quotes the worldly celebrities in quotes yeah mm -hmm. they had the talent and we wouldn't have heard of them if they kept it to their to the four walls of their rooms. So what's the point having a talent when no one knows you have it? It's as good as not having it. So that's the whole essence. No one lights a candle. It can be so dark, and then you light a candle, and then you are covering it. Why did you light the candle? Mm. So that is, yeah, that's like my answer to. Okay. Anyone else has anything to add? Is anyone put online? Sister Bam, your hand is still raised. Is that because you have something to add? Or is it from the previous time? Oh, no, I think it's previously, sorry. Oh, okay. All right. Anyone else? Okay. This will be my own. Okay, anyone from Instagram? Is there anyone from Instagram who has something to add? Because I believe we are also live on Instagram. I have people joining us from there. Are there any messages? Okay, so I'll just move on. And this is what I believe. You can argue with me later. But I believe you are gifted for two reasons. First is for yourself. Okay? We are all created to glorify God as individuals. Your primary purpose on earth is to worship and glorify God. All right? And God has given you a gift, a talent, that you need to use to that purpose. If you fail to use it to that purpose, you have cheated yourself as much as you have cheated God's purpose upon your life. So primarily, and I'm going to be very brief about that, we are gifted for ourselves so that we can live in the fulfillment of God's purpose upon our lives. And the second point is very similar to that anyway, and is that we are gifted for the work of ministry. Okay, that summarizes everything that, you know, Rhoda and Olumide said. We are gifted for the work of ministry. Now, the question is, how do we define ministry? And I picked a definition of ministry from this altar. It was a time that pastor, our youth pastor, was teaching on ministry. And, and he gave us a definition of ministry that I feel has been part and parcel of me ever since. It defines ministry well. And what it defines ministry as is that ministry is the faithful service of God's people. So again, it's service, something that you do, you render. It's the faithful service of God's people 
rendered unto man on behalf of God. Oh, sorry, rendered unto God and unto man on behalf of God. So two things. You are serving God. Fantastic. That's one thing. But you are also serving man. You are loving every other person. But you are loving them not because you want to. Not because you are convinced you want to love everybody. But because God has ordered you to. So you are doing that for God. So again I go. It is the faithful service of God. Of God's people. Rather than to God. And unto man on behalf of God. And it achieves three things. It builds us. Now that's you and I. It edifies the body of Christ. Alright? So it makes the body of Christ better. And the third thing is that it influences the world. Okay? So you are, we are all gifted to achieve these three things. To build yourself. Alright? Into what God wants you to be. That's one. The second thing is that your gift, your talent, must work to achieve another purpose, which is to edify the body of Christ. So whatever it is you know how to do, you have to be able to apply it in the church. If you are unable to apply it in the church, then maybe you need to rethink what that talent is. And by applying it in church, I don't mean doing it just on Sundays. So you know how to draw. I mean, I don't expect you to come into church on Sunday and draw. Right? But that is a talent that you can begin to replicate. You can gather youth together, teach them how to draw, and by so doing, pass the message of God to them. Alright? It has to edify the body of Christ, one way or the other. Whatever talent that you are, whatever gift that you are given. Alright? And the third thing is that it has to influence the world. Okay? Whatever talent or gift you are given, cannot, again, like Olumide said, cannot be swept under the carpet. You cannot cover it. It has to be something that you use to influence the world. Take over the world. Alright? If you know how to sing, please stop singing in your bathroom. I know we are all wonderful musicians in our bathroom. I mean, I sing better than Kirk Franklin when I'm in my bathroom. Trust me. Yeah? But if you are really talented at singing, please stop singing in your bathroom begin to influence others. Because you have to love other people. The Bible instructs us to love people as much as we love ourselves. So if you love to sing to yourself, you have to sing to other people. But what you are singing to them has to be things that glorify God. That is targeted at reconciling them back to God. So influencing the world is not about giving the world money. Giving the world money is fine. I mean, there are a thousand and one people who are influencing the world right now or influencing the world probably or arguably for the wrong reasons and in the wrong ways. And that's not what we are saying. What we are saying is your influence in the world must be targeted. The ultimate goal must be reconciling people back to God. That's your greatest influence. So you're a public speaker. You know how to talk. That's a, that's a fantastic talent. That's something that I'm hoping that I... I don't know if I even have it or I'm not building it. I want to be a public speaker. I want to be able to talk to people without being, you know, camera shy or having stage fright. That, that's a fantastic talent to have. But the question is, if you are talented in that way, one, are you building your capacity? Two, 
if you have built your capacity or you are in the process of building your capacity, are you aiming to influence the world with it? With the right message, with the gospel of Jesus Christ? And these are questions that we need to begin to ask ourselves. So today what we have tried to do is to say, one, we want to be convinced that we are gifted and talented. Two, it behoves of us, on us, rather, to identify our talents and build our capacity. All right? One, to make sure that that talent that is given unto us can be multiplied and can be used in furtherance of the kingdom of God. Three, is that whatever talent we are given has to achieve those three purposes of ministry. It has to build us. It has to be able to edify the body of Christ. And it needs to influence the world. Hallelujah. Do we, do we have any questions or contributions? Any questions or contributions? So I think my question is, um, maybe we'll touch on it next week, but how do you know the gift that God has given to you? Because mm. some people are naturally singers, but some people learn how to sing. So how do you know that okay, this is what God has called Okay. Like you said, it's, it's something that we are going to touch on in weeks to come. But I think the primary and simple answer that I'm going to give you remember that what we are discussing here is the kingdom youth. That person that has given his or her life to Christ and does not have it anymore. Now, if I don't have my life, if my life is not mine, and I know that I have taken on someone else's life, the life that Christ has given unto me, for every query and question that I have, I have someone to refer to. All right? And that's Christ. That's the spirit of God in us. That at every point that we are confused, what you will find is that a lot, some people can do a lot of things. It doesn't mean they are naturally talented at those things. It is until they are able to identify that which has been purposely given to them that they can live in the fulfillment of God. And the only way to do that as Christians is to go back to he who has given to us. I think somewhere in James, it talks about the fact that all gifts come from God. Not some. Sorry? Yeah, every good and perfect gift comes from God. So if you are trying to identify as a kingdom youth, who knows that everything that pertains to God is good and perfect? The gift that comes in that light is from God. If you are unable to identify it, it takes the grace of God, going back to God, praying that God helps you to identify that that would be my own answer I don't know if anybody else has anything to add to that um, just the the basic one that I was told growing up you know growing up I grew up around this topic a lot discover yourself find yourself discover your talent dis discover your gifts and the basic answer we used to get then was, there are things that you do effortlessly. You do them without being persuaded, persuaded to do them. It just comes to you naturally. These are things you derive joy doing. 
you know there's a place of um putting in work to become better yeah but there is also the place of without breaking a sweat you are just doing these things there are those things that you find yourself drawn to inclined to say for instance um what can i use an, as an example singing is the one that comes to mind very good singers they, they start off just liking to sing around the house the slightest chance they get their vocal cords can't just be quiet they want to hum a song they want to sing to a song they are singing after a song on the radio or listening naturally so if you are able to pay attention to those things that you do effortlessly and naturally without being compelled to do them those might be a sign that this is a gift most of the times they look to us as so petty they feel they feel like oh this can't be my gift it's just too petty i mean we think our gift has to be something that is so um what's the word now ah i can't find the word to use something that is very obvious and loud that is so wowing no if you look at the 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 the, the caliber of people that we have on the social media what they are doing you know basically back then we see people that just naturally have good sense of humor and we, we are happy when we have them around as petty as that was back in the day it has become what a lot of people are making so much money from all the um, comedians all these guys that we have online i mean it is just from the normal things that they do when you have you you know that one friend that you when you have him around everyone is just giggling and laughing and happy as petty as that looked it has become what a lot of people are living with after all the bible says the gift of a man makes room for him so our giftings how to know your gifts is to first look inward at those things that you do easily those things that when they wake you up from your sleep you will do it without having to consult anybody that is a good place to start from and then we can now begin to you know, covet. Even the Bible says, covet these gifts. If there is now another one that you feel I need to add to my to my gallery, then you covet it. You learn it. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, that, that was fantastic. Rhoda, does that answer your question? Okay. okay. Fantastic. Okay, Bami, I can see your hand. Um, I have a contribution and a question. Okay. Contribution is that um. I do believe that some gifts are given to be trained. Um, like um, Brother Lumide said, I put my hand up before he started speaking, but he said some of my points. Um, just as he said, I think that obviously God gives you a gift and I think that there's some gifts that come easily to you. Um, I think that's a sign. But I believe that there's some gifts that is like your heart, um, your heart is drawn to but you may have a skill in it, but it may not be fully pruned or, or fully trained. And at the point of you, you, you know, you know, you intentionally going towards it or you intentionally trying to perfect it is where um, the gift is fully manifested. I can say it like that. Um, and my question is, is there a difference between gift, hobby, and what was the other thing I was going to say? Gift, hobby, and interest. Whew. Okay, <laughs> that, that's a tough one. But I believe there's a difference. The one that I might struggle with is hobbies and interests. 
I believe those ones are, well, they are still different, but they are still quite similar. But that's different from gifts. I mean, hobbies are things that you enjoy to do. It doesn't mean you are gifted at doing them. So I'll, I'll give you an example. I love to play football, all right? If you know me well, you know I love to play football. And I love to watch football as well. It doesn't necessarily mean I'm gifted at playing football. I mean, I play to enjoy myself, and that's it. Okay? But it doesn't mean I'm gifted. And trust me, I play so consistently that if my capacity at playing football was to have improved, it would have improved drastically over the years. But it hasn't. I play the same way I used to play. Okay? Because that's not my gift. That's not what God has called me to. That's not what God has put in me. All right? So it's quite different, but it's my hobby. I love to play football. And that's, that's okay. That's fine. Interest again. I feel like you can be interested in so many things that you don't end up doing. I mean, interest can be so wide. You can have interest in a lot of things. It doesn't mean that you are gifted at doing them. It doesn't mean that they will build into your hobbies. It doesn't mean there are things that you end up loving to do all of the time. I mean, you might even find that you have interest in a thing. You try it. And you just lose interest because it's not given to you and it's probably not even what you, you thought you wanted it, but you never really did. You just thought you did. It was infatuatious that you thought, oh, well, I think I have interest in this. And, and that's very common. What, what you will find, especially when we are younger, is that when you ask a lot of people what they want to be, they have a thousand and one interests. I mean, today you see someone with a wig looking so smart and going to court, speaking, you know, fantastic Queen's English and arguing, and you'd be like, mm, I want to be a lawyer. I'm interested in, you know, that. And then the next day you go to the hospital and you find a cute-looking or beautiful-looking doctor treating someone, taking perfect care of them, and getting someone from going from a sick state to perfect health and going home. And then you'd be like, mm, I want to save lives. I think I'm interested in that. I want to be a doctor. You can be both. And then tomorrow you see someone constructing a fantastic overhead bridge and you suddenly want to be a civil engineer. Okay? So you can have a thousand and one interests, I believe. It doesn't mean that they will grow into being your hobbies, the things that you love to do. And it doesn't mean that you are necessarily gifted at those things. That would be my answer. I don't know if anybody else has. Okay, bro, Dami has something to say. Dami. Uh, I would just like to ask you a question. Is it by any chance possible for you to convert, be it your hobby or your interest, into a gift? Com okay, I think bro, Limide wants to answer that. Uh. I will put it this way. We are not converting anything. Yeah? But you can then make your hobby or interest, you can turn it into a skill. You can hone it such that you become a master, at, you gain perfection. You make it your area of expertise. You are interested in this thing, you get information about it, you commit yourself into learning everything, all the intricacies of 
whatever it is you are interested in and you and you become very very good at it yeah so that's that is killing up that is not gift per se yeah we can't convert it gift is gift yeah when it's a gift you are it's natural it's i think that's what i can use it's natural but that's the answer i have to i think i'll, I'll think in that same line now it is very possible that your interests and hobbies become something that you have mastered. If that level of interest is so high, if you enjoy that thing so much that you are very consistent at it. I believe that there's a theory that Pastor Ayo uses, and he, and he says that, listen, if you're interested in a thing, you want to learn a new skill, you want to know something, dedicate 30 minutes of your time per day to doing that thing. In a year, you will have had over a hundred hours of practicing that same thing. Trust me, your level of mastery must have increased exponentially. All right? So you can build your interests. You can build your hobbies and master them. It doesn't mean that you are naturally gifted at them. It doesn't mean that it's innate. And the other example that I will use, apologies to those who don't follow sports, for instance, is football. I mean, there's this theory that we have in football that a lot of English players are taught how to play football. All right? A lot of them do not exactly have it. And that is why they usually have one way. You see an English player, all he knows how to do when he's on the side of the box is to lift a cross. Whether there is somebody in the box to score or not, all he knows is to live because he was taught. Now he's, he has mastered it. He's good at it. He's good at what he was taught. But that's different from someone who is naturally gifted, who has then decide, consciously decided to increase his or her capacity at doing that. So you can imagine the two. This is one person who has coveted something. You have an interest in it. You have decided to spend time to develop yourself at it. And then there's this other person who is talented, naturally talented at it, who again has committed time to developing him or herself. There will be that difference. And that's what Brolim was saying when he said, there are things that you do effortlessly. So I, I sing effortlessly. I can go up and down pitches effortlessly. Go, and then you come back down effortlessly. And then you begin to train yourself. That's different from someone who just... I like music. Let me just try. Let me go and you know, train my voice, study music in school. I mean, you will still be good, but there will be that difference. And that's, that's my own. You, you have something to say, Orison? Please give her a mic. Thank you. Well, I don't... Is it working? Well, I don't... I don't necessarily agree with the fact that um, your interests and hobbies can't, well, I don't know how to explain it. But what I'm trying to say is that sometimes you can take interest in something and then, or like great into a hobby or something, then finally you are naturally gifted at, you know, doing it. Because sometimes, some people don't know that, okay, um, they don't like think about what they wake up doing just naturally. It could be something, it could be it could be anything, but sometimes maybe you've seen someone do um like you said, maybe taking care of um a patient or something and then you take interest in that, 
then as you you know try to research you now see that you're naturally gifted at maybe relating with patients very well or you're naturally gifted at retaining knowledge and something so interest can you know um help you know what you're naturally gifted at yeah so so then that, that makes the difference i think i thank god that you you know ended that in that with that sentence your interests your hobbies might or may help you discover what your gifts are. It doesn't mean that you are necessarily building interests or converting them into gifts. They have only helped you identify what exactly it is. I mean, things don't come to all, like in biology, they say things like all cells exist from previously existing cells. It's the same thing with knowledge, okay? There is no knowledge that exists aloof of every other thing. It exists from previously existing knowledge. So you cannot know what you are gifted at if you know absolutely nothing, if you are blank. If you are blank, you've never seen a medical doctor before. You've never seen anybody treated before. You have always lived in the woods, for instance. There is no, I mean, human beings can speak, but give me a child that was born in the bush amongst monkeys and leave him or her with monkeys for 10 years. He will not learn how to speak because he or she has not seen anybody speak before, right? And it's the same thing. You probably might not discover your talent as much as you should, because sometimes you can. Okay, I'll, I'll round up now. As much as you can, but unless you see someone else do it. It's until you see someone sing and you be like, mm -mm, I can't sing like that if I try. Okay, let me try, right? That's interest, okay? But then by the time you try it one or two times, then you find, ah, wait a minute. I am really good at this, all right? So it doesn't convert it, but it could help you identify it. Praise God. I, th I think we are, we, are, we are way behind um, schedule now, and our time is up. All right, so, sister? Um, I think sister Fumi will be the last person. Okay, Sister Fumi, um, please give us the last comment and um, a question. Sister Fumi. Yeah, thank you. Um, it's just a contribution. Yeah, I was just going to say that um, since we were talking about uh, Kingdom Youth, the most important thing is for us to use whatever we are for the Kingdom of God. Be it your gift, your talent, your skills, whatever it is, your interest, your hobby, everything can be used in the kingdom of God. So um, fine, gifts are really good, but once you know that you have other things that could be useful in the house of God, the most important thing is just for you to like divert it and to use it for God. So that's, what, that's all that matters. Doesn't have to be okay. It has to be your gift that would be useful in the house of God. Your skills, your talent, your hobbies, anything could be useful in the kingdom of God. So go help us in Jesus' name. Thank you very much for that comment. And that brings us to where I thought we'll conclude today, but we'll be able to pick up some other time. There is actually a gift that we are all given equally. Every soul is given equally. And that's the gift of time. Nobody has more time than the other. We all have 24 hours in a day. All right? We are all gifted with time equally. The gift of time is equal. And we'll be looking at that in subsequent weeks. 
how to use our time, how to convert our time, how to actually understand that time is a gift given to us by God and that it can be used to achieve the three purposes that we set out for as the purposes of ministry. Praise God. Uh, I'll leave Olumide to come close the meeting. I want to believe that we've all had a very good eye-opening session. As much as the topic of giftings and talent has been, it's not strange to us. I think this is a good time for us to, you know, talk about it. As we have a lot of youths with various talents, they don't know how to use this. They don't know how to develop it. They don't have the capacity to. No one, no one is seeing them do it. They don't, they don't, they are shy, they are timid, they are not sure of themselves. Um, this is a platform where we would be encouraging everyone in your numbers, in your varying talents, we are given to the task of helping us discover our gifts. We might not be in the best position to help you develop it, but the first thing we want you to be able to do is discover your gifts. And we just might be able to point you in the right direction of how to develop it. So we'd like you to join us in two weeks' time on Instagram and also on Zoom. I think the link, the Zoom link will also be posted on the Instagram chat. Join us the same time in two weeks' time as we begin to expand on how to discover your gifts and how to develop them and ultimately how to use your gift.